0: about the employee experience trifecta, HR, IT, and internal communications. Carolyn Clark, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: I'm so excited to be here.
0: It is a pleasure to be with you. You're joining us from the Appalachian area, a beautiful part of the country, and I'm a little bit jealous. We were talking in the pre-interview <laughs> just about some of the stuff going on there and some of the connections you know, we have between uh, your family and mine and, and your husband's work and my work and, and such. Anyways, it's great to be able to have that chance to sit down and talk with you. Uh, This has been something that's been in the works for a long time, and we finally get the chance to sit down and have this conversation. Today, we're going to be talking about employee experience, and as you term it, the employee experience trifecta, that is HR, IT, and internal communication. So we're going to parse that out, split that apart, and try to understand that better and how we can enhance the employee experience within our organizations by focusing on those three areas. As we get started, I wanted to share Carolyn's bio with everybody. Since starting her career, Carolyn Clark intentionally diversified her experience to all facets of communication, from producing news to consumer PR, product PR, to media relations and corporate communication, and more recently, leading internal and HR communication at major tech companies, including Yahoo, Oath, GoDaddy, and Opendoor. She has led countless transitions, navigated more crises than she can count, and shepherded thousands of employees through complex acquisitions and integrations. She has a passion for navigating difficult situations and an ability to drive communication strategy through complicated corporate issues, some of which many companies never experience before. Uh, Pleasure again to have you. What a a terrific background, harrowing experiences it sounds like. Uh, So we're going to be talking about all that together today. Anything else you would like to share with the audience by way of your background and personal context before we dive on into the topic?
1: No, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it's, it's, as you said, I'm based here in Boone, North Carolina. And so it is a, I've been remote for many, many years. And the reason that is relevant is because so many people are remote. And for so many years, I was one of the only ones. And so that's Mm -hmm. just kind of given me a really interesting perspective, but uh, nope. I'll also say I'm a mom um, to a one, a a one daughter. She's eight, which has transformed how I think uh, as well. Yeah. I think most parents would probably agree It just shakes you up in all the right places. And so as a mom, that's just, it's hard to not mention it because it is such a part of my day-to-day along with work. So no, but you got it. That, what a bio, right? It's such a mouthful. I feel like I need to edit it out a little.
0: Well, and there, and there's many more things. You, you have so many accomplishments and I, I edited it down um, because (laughs) I, I knew I could probably spend a half hour just sharing your background, but that's part of what this conversation's for. I'm sure more of your background will come out as we're having the dialogue. Uh and certainly, your experiences are very valuable and and we'd love to to get your insights uh and you're absolutely right about parenting transformative you you talked <laughs> right. about transformation uh in your bio, and I think uh childhood uh and parenting um navigating all of that is perhaps one of the most tr- transformative types of experiences yes. that we have in life yes. so
1: yeah, <laughs> yes. yes.
0: Wonderful. All right. So as we talk about, let's start with employee experience generally, and then we'll narrow in. This is all the rage now. Like it's one of those (laughs) buzz terms, right? Everyone's talking about employee experience because of the great resignation and the tight labor market. Organizations were having a hard time staffing positions. And so they want to enhance the employee experience. Uh, What does that mean to you though? Because the term gets thrown around all the time. I think it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. What does it mean to you?
1: Yeah. When I think about the word employee experience, and it's so funny because those of us who have been in this space for so long, the fact that it is finally getting some of the attention it deserves is a little bit, you're like, well, way to catch on so many years late. But, you know, when I think about employee experience, it really is every single touch point in an employee's life. And by the way, that means everything. It means from the way that you log on to your computers. If you're a remote worker, it means when you go into your bathroom in an office and what the experience in there is. And I have a great example. I'm going to tell you about that one. It means what happens when your computer or let's say your, your keyboard breaks, how do you get a new one and how fast can you get it? And what's the process to get it? It's also how you, give feedback, what the culture is. I mean, it is so all encompassing. Um, And so at, at Simpler, the way that we think about it is, is we, we could never, I don't think there is ever a company ever that could really tackle everything because it would just be, it's kind of every part of the business as Simpler. We talk about it as being the way that we build community. We connect employees and the way that people really um, communicate, but, employee experience is so large uh, overall. Lem- I want to tell you my bathroom story, John. Can I tell you this? Okay. And I don't think I've ever talked about this before, but when I was at Yahoo, uh, I was lucky enough to be there when Marissa Meyer became our CEO. And of course, there's a lot of things we can talk about with that. But one of the things that she did was she went into the women's bathroom and you, know, you wash your hands and you put your hand under the paper towel dispenser. And the paper towel dispenser dispensed a piece of paper towel that was this big. Well, that is not enough paper towel to dry your hands. So what do you have to do? You put it under there again. You put it under there again. One of the things she did is she calculated, and this is the kind of person she was, but she calculated the amount of time wasted by putting your hand under there three times and what it would save for you frustration wise and literal time if you put it under there and it gave you the right amount of paper towel. That is the epitome of employee experience to me right there in that story. So yeah, I love
0: that because there's so many of those little things throughout your experience. Um, we were talking about higher ed in the pre-interview. And this is one of, it's just, you, you shared a bathroom story. I'm going to share a bathroom story. Yes. Um, so bathroom it, story. It, it, it came out, this was, I don't know, a decade ago or so. The university that I'm at, um, they got some negative press for the quality of the toilet paper in the bathrooms. (laughs) Um, And it it was like, you know, the the crummy corporate like single ply. Right. And for whatever reason, I don't know why this was particularly newsworthy, but it actually kind of got some traction in the state. And all of a sudden it was like, it was the embarrassment of the university and the president was so embarrassed and blah, blah, blah. It was all these things. And, and, you know, on the one hand, you're like, oh, that's just dumb. And that's silly. But on the other hand, we all know what it's like when you're, you know, using the bathroom and not having the types of uh, materials that would actually help you have a better experience. And so yeah. it's it's a tiny little thing that ultimately, because of all that negative PR, the president's like, OK, we're going to put better toilet paper in the bathroom. And guess what? Like everyone was super happy about it um, because it's just a small thing. But everyone uses the bathroom and you use the bathroom yeah. several times a day and, and it improved even in just marginal, you know, improvements, it can make a big difference in the aggregate.
1: Oh my gosh, it's a symbol. It's really, you know, the 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 bathroom stuff is a symbol. That toilet paper and that paper towel is a symbol of really the way that people need to be thinking about all those touch points with an employee. It doesn't mean, by the way, that employee experience to me doesn't mean that you're doing everything employees want. It doesn't mean that you, because first of all, you could never, everybody has a different it's a different day. It's a different life. But what you're doing is you are considering every piece of the experience that an employee has and considering it doesn't mean you're making a change necessarily. I mean, if it was going to put the university under to buy very expensive toilet paper, you would make a different decision. You might go mid-range, but it's all of those things. So for me, these examples are symbols of how everybody should be thinking about an employee experience. And uh, yeah, I could go on and on about that.
0: Yeah, I think we have a gazillion examples. I, my head is flooding with them. I'm going to give you one more quick one okay, before we Love can it. move on. Um, cause it's also somewhat related to the bathroom examples. Um, but what, what we saw, you know, we're, I don't know how it is in North Carolina in terms of, uh, diversity. Uh, Utah, we're, you know, we're a pretty white state. Uh, yeah. Uh, Utah Valley University, where I'm at, we're we're actually the most diverse university in the state, Uh, but that's still not saying a ton because we're still pretty darn white. Um, So it's it's something that, you know, perhaps for years and decades, people hadn't really thought about some of these sorts of things related to diversity and inclusion. Uh, One example was uh, for those of the Muslim faith who needed to say their daily prayers, where can they do it? there's no actual place on campus for them to do it. And so what they would end up doing is going into stalls in the bathrooms uh, to say their prayers. Um, eventually, people started to kind of realize that was happening. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the total number of Muslim students in this area is probably not huge. But even if it's just one person, like you don't want them to have to do that, right? And, and so there were some conversations. And eventually, uh, we got to the place where we created what's called a reflection Center so it's a mm-hmm. it's a non-denominational just uh spiritual reflection Center that can uh, provide those types of spaces for yeah. anyone whether they're Christian Muslim Jewish atheist whatever and they want to go in and uh, have some quiet time to reflect and do things like pray or, or other meditation or whatever and just having and it's not a huge space but it's a dedicated space on campus so now those students can have that benefit. It makes a huge difference. And like you said, it's, it's a signal. It's just even for those, you know, I'm a straight cisgender white dude. Uh, I have a Christian upbringing. Um, so that's not something I would have necessarily even thought about. Right. Um, but n- now that I know that the university cares enough about those students who are minor- minority population, they care enough about them to provide that, even though I'm never really probably going to utilize that. Um, right. It it still matters to me, and it's it's still I still feel proud about that, I and I I appreciate it, and so these little signals, whether you personally utilize you know that service or that that thing or not, it still makes a big difference.
1: It does, and this is where you're really getting to the heart of many of us in employee experience, you know, who who are practitioners of employee experience we really consider ourselves as advocates for the employee wherever we are and what you know that ex- the example you gave is very similar to what happens in many organizations where you've got this team of people who are are it is their job to think about and to advocate for all of the employees and again it doesn't mean that you are you know you are being wasteful or not being good stewards of capital or all of these things it is that you are considering it and so in internal comms which is where i've spent you know most of my career every single thing my i do and my team does is consider how are you empathizing with the employee? How are you advocating for them? And how are you ensuring that the truth is always told? Um, even if the truth is not uh, positive, right? Truth can just be, it doesn't have a negative or positive slant. It is just the facts. So I I, I think that you're bringing, w- one of the things that makes employee experience work at, and be elevated in an organization is when you have the people in the right roles to be able to advocate and you have a place for those employees to be able to uh, share their truth, whether it's through surveying or it's, you know, whatever your listening strategy is as an organization, it all plays together. Um, So,
0: yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. And some of these examples that we've been giving, you know, are simply physical facilities, right. Uh, of, of the, the place where you're working and there's, there's extra considerations when you have remote teams, uh, you know, that are around the country or around the world, when you have these dispersed distributed teams, um, that maybe you don't have all the same physical kind of considerations, but many of these same issues are still, you know, at the, should be at the forefront as we're thinking about employee experience. So, uh, face-to-face employee experience versus hybrid or remote employee experience that just complicates things, but it's, it's really important to consider those things as well.
1: It is. And, and that's, of course, you know, what we do, you know, we are an employee experience platform. So we really think about the digital piece, but when you, again, when you go to the roots of what, even what we're trying to do as a company is create this space, this digital space where you as an employee can go And that experience also has to be really thoughtful. You have to make it easy to find things. You have to make the ability to get information that you need to do your job or to be involved in the cultural aspects of your organization. That all matters in a digital place, whether you're remote or hybrid or not, it matters. And, you know, for so many years, I think people have said like, are intranets dead, you know, and. And the reality is, intranets how they were, or these, you know, these gathering digital places, yes, they are dead, but the people who are doing it right, of course, I'm going to say we're doing it right, that, you know, my paycheck comes from simpler, but um, are the places who have evolved and who are now creating spaces where you can connect, you can get informed, and you can have this community, and that's that's what's happening in the digital employee experience space is that the people who are thriving are the ones who are figuring out how to create those experiences digitally so that everybody can be part of, you know, part of the culture of the company or all the connection all that.
0: Yeah. Excellent. All right. So let's uh, dive in a little bit deeper to talk about the, these three main components we're going to be focusing on for the rest of our time. And that is HR, IT, and internal comms. Um, Tell us a little bit more about your perspective on that and how those three um, can work together and the relationship between the three in terms of trying to provide better employee experience?
1: Yeah. So when you think about all three of those areas, internal comms, HR, and IT, they all have the same audience in many ways, right? They have the same people they're serving, which tend to be, right? The, the employees, not tend to be, they are, they are the employees, right? Most organizations, those three functions are very separate, right? HR lives in the HR space. IT lives in the technology space. Internal comms often lives in the majority within communications or marketing. Some of the occasions they're in HR, but they really are in separate places. They have separate budgets. They have separate goals. They have separate headcount. And that's pretty standard. And- I kind of want to make the argument that in the future, there's going to be an employee experience team that is made up of that trifecta, where they're sharing the same budget. It's not like a borrow from the budget. It is a literal, you're sharing the bandwidth, you're sharing the headcount, you're sharing the money, all that. We're not there yet. There are very few companies or organizations that are there yet. They should be, but they're not there yet. So right now, the way that it's working and how it's worked most of my career is you're constantly that trifecta are talking to each other and having to push and pull from each other, which creates both close relationships and conflicting relationships. So it's just a complicated little trifecta because everybody is separate. They all have similar goals, not the same goals, but similar goals. And so uh, it's really, you know, there's so many ex- examples you can think about. So let's take one one example of that trifecta and walk through it. Um, I'll take a positive one because we could take a negative one and talk about you know what happens in a layoff or what happens when there's a massive change you know those three are in the same room working their work streams whatever but take a positive one which is recognition okay so all these companies one of the things people are saying is right we need to be able to recognize our employees either not just financially awarding but 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 you know sent you know with the sentiment the feeling all of that so Your HR person tends to be the first person to say, I want to have a recognition program. And so what do they do? They go down this entire route of figuring out how to do that. And then they say, hey, IT, knock, knock, knock. We don't have budget. This is also a software we're trying to implement here. We need you to be involved. Come on late into the process. Get on board. And then, oh, by the way, internal comms, you got to communicate it. You got to help us market it, do all of that. That is a typical scenario that happens all day, every day with that, those three people. What happens is that those IT people come in late and they said, you missed the budget. You missed the budget conversation, right? Like we only have this much budget for software and we got to check all the security. Nope, can't do that. Got to push it out. And then internal comm says, oh God, love it. Really want to support you, but you're trying to launch this at the same time as performance reviews and nobody's going to have time to consume it. The capacity of the employee is confused. So that those kind of conversations happen in every scenario at every organization between those three people all the time. And, you know, I would argue, and one of the things that I've pushed for in my roles when I've been leading internal comms is bring everybody to the table to the begin with, let everybody be part of it and take down those insecurities which I think is people don't talk about, but like, is HR insecure? Are they nervous that somebody's going to try to take credit for their recognition program? All of those things, if you just boil it all out, there are all these human things that are coming into play. And I would just argue if you can get all those people together, ideally on the same team, the experience, the outcome is going to be so much greater because they're all playing in the same space versus separate
0: and and that's the thing is we all we are all on the same team aren't we um so we get siloed though we get siloed yes. in our little functional areas and then all of a sudden we tend to you know humans tend to get territorial and then we get defensive and we want to protect our little areas and whatever we're all on the same team so let's just work Together and collaborate better is what I hear you advocating for. Uh, and yeah, you're absolutely right. When I think of HR, you know I this is what I teach at the university and of I course, consult yeah. with organizations and you know it and communications that's like so connected with HR. Um, like you can't do good HR without those other pieces. Right. and if you're not good with those other pieces, at least able to communicate effectively and have dialogues and collaborate effectively with those other functional areas, you're not going to be successful as an HR person. And so, you know, absolutely. And this is what I'm constantly teaching my students. This is what I'm constantly talking about with organizations. And yet this functional divide persists in most organizations. And so, you know, and it's not, you know, people don't have bad intentions, I don't think, and people aren't trying to undermine each other and whatever, Mm. but functionally, systematically, it's, you have these divisions that just end up perpetuating problems, and and they're hard to overcome. And So we have to find ways to to better align.
1: Yeah, and I think the root of and I I don't know as much on the IT front, but I'll say on the HR and internal comms interaction. I think one of the reasons there is this underlying kind of tension from time to time is because inter, internal comms specifically is a relatively new. People have been doing internal comms a long time, but it's a relatively new sort of function with an organization. And because it's relatively new, nobody has cracked the code on proving the value, truly proving the value of internal comms as it connects to the business drivers. And so what happens is you've got these people going in, trying to prove the value of their communications um, outputs. And then you've got HR also trying to prove the value of their programs, like the recognition program, and rather than uh, it's that, combining that for the same goal to say, let's all ladder up all of our value into improving this one score. And who cares if HR is the one measuring that score? You can still get in there and and have a collective goal. I, I think that there's just this tension of people are afraid. I think naturally people who are in these roles are a little bit, of that human psychology takes over and you're like, well, God, if they do it really well, what's, what about my job? And it just, all that stuff that comes into play. And I, I hate, it's who we are, you know, we're survivalists. I think that's, that's part of it, but like, gosh, if we could just leave that stuff on the side um, and just not feel the intimidation of losing our jobs or losing our value or the importance and just feel confident enough. Like we know what, 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 what we do brings to an organization. Um, I just wish we could impact that somehow.
0: Yes. Yes. Me too. And maybe we'll end there. I notice that we, we just have a few minutes left together today and I'll need to let you go and get on with your busy day, but maybe a few pieces of advice that you might have for companies that are trying to build better process to bring these areas together. Uh, What would you say um, to to organizational leaders around the process, uh, actionable pieces of advice so that they can help to create that better employee experience?
1: Yes, two things. One, if you're in employee experience, so if you're in that trifecta, really understanding what the other person does. Don't go to, if you're in internal comms, don't go to all the internal comms conferences Go to the HR conferences, go to where the IT people are, understand what their pressures and they're trying to do. So that's the first, just like, if you're an EX, do that because the best way to have empathy and understanding for somebody else is to get yourself in their shoes. So that's the first one. And I think the second one is to really, for all organizations, is to really take the time to look at the experience holistically, understand how your digital employee experience and the tools you use there connect with all of the other experiences and period, look at it holistically, think about it. And um, we could talk for probably hours about all of that stuff, but those are my two probably. Good,
0: (laughs) yes, good, good. Uh, I think it's really important for us to take actionable steps. uh, So I would encourage listeners and uh, the audience to really just think about this, uh, reflect on your own organizations, what what's going well, what could be improved upon. Take these two pieces of advice and the broader conversation we've had today and try to see how you can apply it in your particular context. Well, Carolyn, it has been a real pleasure. Again, I know at the time I need to let you go, but before we wrap things up, I just wanted to give you a chance to share with the audience how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us a final word on the topic for today.
1: Yes. Um one, check, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn, especially if you're a practitioner. I have all kinds of things I love to just share with people. Two, our Simpler blog is really, really robust. It's got a lot of actionable tips. So check that out and get get in there. Read my latest Taylor Swift blog, which is a real fun one for me. Uh, but check out our blog and that's at just go to simpler.com. And Simpler, by the way, has two Ps because we put PPL like people in the middle. It's really cute. Uh, so check that out. And I think just the last thing that I would say is get get curious and getting curious about the the parts of an organization that have been really successful. Find out why they've been successful. Why is marketing getting the budget and you're not? Why is CX getting the budget and you're not? So go get curious. Uh, that's probably the last thing I'd leave it, leave it with.
0: I love it. That's great advice in pretty much any walk of life. Uh, Get curious, stay curious, constantly be learning, constantly be growing. Wonderful. Carolyn, it's been a real pleasure. I encourage my audience to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Carolyn and her team at Simpler can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. (laughs) You enjoy the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.